Welcome to Spin Me a Yarn. I'm Hex Tilda, and I tell tales while I do fiber arts. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'm doing something a little different. I'm repairing my red woolen cloak that had a close encounter with some moths. I spun the thread from the same roving in previous episodes, but on a very light drop spindle so that I could get a very fine thread. Unfortunately, drop spinning is trickier to film, so we are going to jump right to the repairs. I have chosen this particular project because I will be reading Rotkäppchen, that is, Little Red Riding Hood. There are a variety of versions of this tale from across Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. Today, however, I am reading the version written by the Brothers Grimm. We'll get into some of the details and interpretations after the tale is spun. Pull up a chair, get your favorite craft ready, and let's dive in. Little Red Riding Hood Once upon a time, there was a dear little girl who was loved by everyone who looked at her, but most of all by her grandmother, and there was nothing that she would not have given to the child. Once she gave her a little cap of red velvet, which suited her so well that she would never wear anything else. So she was always called Little Red Riding Hood. One day, her mother said to her, Come, Little Red Riding Hood, here is a piece of cake and a bottle of wine. Take them to your grandmother, for she is ill and weak, and they will do her good. Sit out before it gets hot, and as you go, walk nicely and quietly, and do not run off the path, or you may fall and break the bottle, and then your grandmother will get nothing. And when you go into her room, don't forget to say, Good morning, and don't peep into every corner before you do it. I promise that I shall take great care, said Little Red Riding Hood to her mother, raising her hand in a solemn oath. Her grandmother lived out in the wood, half a league from the village, and just as Little Red Riding Hood entered the wood, a wolf met her. Red Riding Hood did not know what a wicked creature he was, and was not at all afraid of him. Good day, Little Red Riding Hood, said he. Thank you kindly, wolf. Where are you going so early, Little Red Riding Hood? my grandmother's. What have you got in your apron? Cake and wine. Yesterday was baking day, so poor sick grandmother is to have something good to make her stronger. And where does your grandmother live, Little Red Riding Hood? A good quarter of a league farther on in the wood. Her house stands just under the three large oak trees. The nut trees are just below. You surely must know it replied Little Red. The wolf thought to himself, mm, what a tender young creature. What a nice plump mouthful. She will be better to eat than the old woman. I must act craftily so as to catch both. 
So he walked for a short time by the side of Little Red Riding Hood, and then he said, See how pretty the flowers are about here? Why do you not look around? I believe, too, that you do not hear how sweetly the little birds are singing. You walk gravely along as if you were going to school, while everything else out here in the wood is merry. Little Red Riding Hood raised her eyes, and when she saw the sunbeams dancing here and there through the trees and pretty flowers growing everywhere, she thought, Suppose I take Grandmother a fresh nosegay. That would please her, too. It is so early in the day that I shall still get there in good time. And so she ran from the path into the wood to look for flowers. And whenever she had picked one, she fancied that she saw another still prettier farther on and would run after that and so got deeper and deeper into the wood. Meanwhile, the wolf ran straight to the grandmother's house and knocked at the door. Who is there? Little Red Riding Hood, replied the wolf. I have brought you cake and wine. Open the door. Lift the latch, called out the grandmother. I am too weak and cannot get up. The wolf lifted the latch. The door sprang open. And without saying a word, he went straight to the grandmother's bed and devoured her in one gulping bite. Then he put on her clothes, dressed himself in her cap, laid himself in bed, and drew the curtains. Little Red Riding Hood, however, had been running about picking flowers, and when she had gathered so many that she could carry no more, she remembered her grandmother and set out on the way to her. She was surprised to find the cottage door standing open, and when she went into the room, she had such a strange feeling that she said to herself, Oh dear, how uneasy I feel today, and at other times I like being with Grandmother so much. She called out, Good morning, but received no answer, so she went to the bed and drew back the curtains. There lay her Grandmother with her cap pulled far over her face, looking very strange. Oh, grandmother, she said, what big ears you have. The better to hear you with, my child, was the reply. But grandmother, what big eyes you have, she said. The better to see you with, my dear. But grandmother, what large hands you have. Hmm, the better to hug you with. Oh, but, but grandmother, what a terrible big mouth you have. The better to eat you with. And scarcely had the wolf said this, than with one bound he was out of bed and swallowed up Red Riding Hood in a single bite. When the wolf had appeased his appetite, he lay down again in the bed, fell asleep, and began to snore very loudly. A huntsman was just passing the house and thought to himself, How the old woman is snoring! I must see if she wants anything. So he went into the room, and when he came to the bed, he saw that the wolf was lying in it. Ah, do I find you here, old sinner? said he. I have long sought you. 
Then, just as he was going to fire at him, it occurred to him that the wolf might have devoured the grandmother and that she might still be saved. So he did not open fire, but instead took a pair of scissors and began to cut open the stomach of the sleeping wolf. When he had made two snips, he saw the hood of Little Red Riding Hood shining, and then he made two snips more, and the little girl sprang out crying, Ah, how frightened I have been! How dark it was inside the wolf! And after that, the aged grandmother came out alive also, but scarcely able to breathe. Red Riding Hood, however, quickly fetched great stones with which they filled the wolf's belly, and when he awoke, he wanted to run away, but the stones were so heavy that he collapsed at once and fell dead. Then all three were delighted. The huntsman drew off the wolf's skin and went home with it. The grandmother ate the cake and drank the wine, which Red had brought her, and she was revived. But Red Riding Hood thought to herself, As long as I live, I will never by myself leave the path to run into the wood when my mother has forbidden me to do so. Discussion time. Please note, I deliberately left off the second ending that involves drowning a second wolf in sausage water. It muddies the first ending, to put it mildly, but I will put a link to the full story in the description so you can go read it if you like. There have been papers published on the origin of this tale. One thesis posits that it likely originated in the first century CE in the Middle East. There are definite links to similar tales across much of the Eastern Hemisphere, searching as far to the east as Japan and as far south as South Africa. There is, honestly, a fascinating history that picks apart these origins and traces the connections across time. But I think what I'll do is link you to my sources, and you can explore those a bit more on your own if such things interest you. The earliest recorded interpretation in Europe is by French author Charles Perrault in 1692, and is an explicit warning for girls to be on their guard against strangers who may prove to be sexual predators. At the end of his version, there is a verse that states that the moral of the story is that children should not talk to everyone who approaches them. He says that the sweetest spoken and kindest seeming may prove to be dangerous wolves in disguise. The grim version of the tale is, well, a bit grim. There is the amusing absurdity of the wolf somehow eating grandma and Red Riding Hood in a single bite each. Even a dire wolf would find them to be more than a mouthful apiece. But I suppose we're already dealing with a talking wolf, so the suspension of disbelief has long since been discarded. So it's also somehow totally reasonable that the hunter could use scissors to cut open the wolf's stomach without waking or killing the beast, extract the two occupants, then fill him back up with stones. This sort of rocks-in-the-stomach shenanigan appears in other Brothers Grimm fairy tales too, so I think we just have to roll with it. Red Riding Hood's mother, telling her not to peek into every corner and behind every tree on her way there, tells us that Red is easily distracted. Speaking as someone with ADHD, 
the description of her chasing flowers to bring to grandmother has a very ADHD feel to it. Switch it out for cool looking rocks and this could be me on a hike. Some other things of note. Half a league is 1.5 miles or 2.4 kilometers. On a plain, relatively flat road, that might take 30 to 40 minutes for an adult to walk if determined and undistracted. Still, a child or someone taking their time could cover the distance in an hour, perhaps. It's not at all unreasonable for Red to pause for a quarter hour or more to pick flowers and still expect to make it to her grandmother's house on time. The line, she went to the bed and drew back the curtains, is one that a modern listener might misinterpret. Tell me in the comments, did you imagine she opened the curtains over the windows? That is a completely understandable interpretation, but is not how it reads to me. My first impression was that it was a traditional four-poster bed with thick curtains on all four sides. This was a way of staying warm in a room that could quickly grow cold. The curtains trapped heat inside a much smaller area. And as a bonus, they could block out the light too. Central heating was not a thing and fires were not left unattended all night for fear of an ember or spark popping out and starting a fire. One of the things I find fascinating about this tale in particular is how it is one of the few truly pan-European fairy tales. You only have to mention a couple of the core elements. A red cap, grandmother's house, a wolf, and or a hunter. And it's enough for people to immediately understand the reference. In the most recent Eurovision competition, Norway's entry did this. It includes the lyrics, And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana. Yes, it was as weird as it sounds. Link in the description box, of course. I expect that everyone watching it knew it was a play on the story of Hotkepchen, despite the fact that neither a red hood nor a hunter were mentioned. Little Red Riding Hood has some real staying power, with the original tale tracing back at least 2,000 years and extremely wide pan-cultural appeal. Be wary of strangers who threaten to lead you off the path. And, of course, you should trust your instincts if something feels off. Let's wrap up. I hope you've enjoyed watching Spin Me a Yarn. If you'd like to hear this in the original German or French, depending on the version, the audio is available exclusively to supporters on Ko-fi. If you want to help keep the spinning wheel turning, you can become a monthly supporter on Ko-fi or give a one-time tip over there. No donation is too small or too large. If you'd like, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at SpinMeAYarnPod. We are also available as a podcast. And of course, please like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Links to our socials are in the description box. This is Hextilda, encouraging you to keep on spinning, friends, and see you soon.